Hey, welcome to the Impact Podcast by Youthopia. Join me in meeting the youth of Singapore who are making a positive impact to the world around them. So our guest for today is Joe. Joe works as the Assistant Director for Planning at Mendaki and he heads two different departments. Mendaki is Singapore's first self-help group focused on uplifting the Malay Muslim community through education. He is also passionate about promoting youth empowerment and mentoring and was involved in the launch of the Mendaki Youth Mentoring Office that aims to enhance the mentoring culture in the community. So I've said mentoring a couple of times and I guess it's obvious like what our topic of conversation is today. So hi Joel, thanks for joining me on today's episode. Hello. Um, so yeah, I think just briefly our episode for today is going to be about mentorship, why it's useful for youth both to be a mentee and or a mentor. So I think let's start off with you sharing me sharing with me a bit more about what mentorship entails for youths and what kind of benefit it brings to them. Okay. Um, first of all, thanks, Nicole, for having me here. I'm very grateful to be able to do this. It's actually my first time doing such a thing. So uh, thanks, National Youth Council, for, for, for this opportunity. And yeah. Um, so mentoring at its most basic level is really about having someone that you can seek advice from. Uh, whether it's a personal matter or a school matter or a career-related matter, essentially it's someone that you can speak to and 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 get some feedback and guidance. Um, the one thing about mentoring is that it doesn't have to be formal. It doesn't have to be part of a structured program. So uh, many people think that to be a mentor or to be mentored, they must be part of an official program. But a lot of mentoring is done informally. Uh, without program structures, without KPIs. Uh, it could be done, for example, between seniors and juniors in school. Uh, it could mm. be done between colleagues at work. It could be done between uh, neighbours and so on. So a lot of it is really informal. And and many times uh, we mentor or are mentored without even realising so and without having the labels of mentoring. Uh, even a simple conversation is really part of mentoring as well. Uh the, the thing about mentoring is that many young people think that being mentored means that they've done something wrong. Mm. Uh, and therefore, mentoring is part of their punishment. Uh, but, you know, that, that that's not correct. Uh, mentoring is essentially for everybody, regardless of your background, regardless of your age, regardless of your behaviours and so on. It really is for everyone. It's universal. And mentoring really... To me, I think part of the beauty of mentoring is that it helps to widen horizons. Uh, you see the world through different perspectives. Often in our lives, our immediate circles are what often shapes our thoughts and our behaviours. Uh, but having mentors from outside your circle can really help you see things uh, in a different light. You understand the landscape better. So for example, if you're a student, you understand what are the different pathways available to you. If you're entering the workforce, you understand the ecosystem of the jobs, the industries, uh, and you understand the etiquettes required when and when you know when you're embarking on your career. Um, it also helps you increase your social capital, your networks. Uh, you know, you get connected to opportunities and resources that you didn't know were available, uh, and this is again part of what you know and who you know as well so I think in a nutshell that's what mentoring is about mm. it's interesting because I think the first thing that comes to mind when you say like mentor or like people who help you in your day-to-day -day or get advice from right I think a lot of us immediately think about like our parents or our yep. teachers but I think yep. it's very interesting that you mentioned that it could be like a colleague you yep. know or like a senior at school exactly yeah so I think my, my question my next question is for mentorship um 
it's very obvious for those who benefit mm-hmm. directly from mm-hmm. it, right? To be mentored. So for you, as you work closely with both mentors and mentees, what are some of the benefits that a mentor then gets through mentoring somebody that's a yeah that needs help and advice? I guess. Yeah, you know, you 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 got this spot on. I think when people think of mentoring, they think of the mentees more than the mentors. Mm. You think of the end users rather than the other side of the supply chain. Uh, yes, mentees do benefit from getting the guidance, the motivation, the life advice from from lived experiences. Uh, but on the the flip side of the coin, the mentors also benefit. Uh, it's very important that they benefit as well. So for us at Mendaki as well as uh, at MQ, uh, we firmly believe that mentoring programs must be a win-win for mm. both the mentors and the mentees. So while men- the mentees benefit from mentoring workshops, uh, sharing sessions, it's also very, very critical for us that mentors must gain from this experience. What we observe is that uh, volunteers or mentors below the age of 35, so essentially the younger ones, uh, are there, they, they mentor or they volunteer to pick up uh, new skills and they want to make a difference in their communities of interest. So for those who volunteer as mentors, uh, they stand to benefit uh, from some of these things. So for example, uh, you know, when you come in as a volunteer mentor, we give you mentor training uh, in gift-centered mentoring. Uh, not just at the basic foundational level, but as you progress on in your mentoring journey, we'll provide you with advanced training as well so that you're able to handle you know, more complex cases and so on. Uh, beyond that, uh, we also have la- uh, skills workshops uh, that are aligned to your life stage. So for example, if you're a university student who's volunteering as a mentor, uh, you know, we provide you with workshops such as personal branding, uh, CV writing, and these are things which are critical because you're about to embark on your career mm-hmm. very soon. And it's important that you stand out from amongst your peers uh, when looking for a job. Uh, also networking sessions with peers and professionals. Uh the work that I do at Mendaki also involves a lot of future-ready elements. So, for example, we do industry-based future-off series where we get professionals to come in and talk about the future of the industries. So mentors are definitely invited to this uh, as they embark into their careers. But of course, mentors, it's also important that, like I mentioned earlier, mentoring is for everybody regardless of your, of your age. So they have the opportunity to be mentored themselves. Mm. So while they give mentoring, they can also be mentored from other professionals uh, uh, on, on, on what it takes to be, uh, you know, a young professional. Uh, and lastly, the, you know, uh, I think it goes without saying that when you are a mentor, I think this is where you get to develop your leadership. Mm. Uh, you know, you, uh, in your own right, you become, uh, perhaps you can become a, a team leader of other mentors or, or you know, uh, the different mentees. Uh, and I think beyond that also is really about the teamwork and the communication. Uh, so I think all this, when you put together, it really truly is a balanced win-win for mentor and mentees. Mm. It's interesting that you talk about mentorship. In I think a lot of people think about it as a very like linear mm. Or like, not really linear, but I, I mean the point that you mentioned about how like mentors can also themselves be mentored, right? I think it's something that didn't occur to me until you yeah. said it. <laughs> in fact, actually, you know, um, when, when people come to us and saying that they want to mentor, mm. uh, many actually highlighted that they, they're concerned that they may not be able to do, do a good job primarily because they, they think they don't have the right skill sets. Yep, yep. But for us, uh, same like, uh, you know... Um, uh, what I mentioned earlier, mentoring is for everybody. So 
as long as you have the right attitude, you can make a difference to the mentor. Just bring the attitude and for us at Mendaki, we'll bring you the skill sets through the training. Mm. I'm also still like, I want to like, question you a bit with regards to like being a mentor because I think besides like the benefits that being a mentor has for individuals in the in Mendaki mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. is there like a more um how do I how do I put it intrinsic kind of like reward that like and a mentor can get from being a mentor well uh that that's a that's a very good question I think whenever you volunteer uh, regardless of what you volunteer in, I think there's always that intrinsic value that you mm. bring to the table. So for mentors, I think many of them, in fact, I think most of them would want uh, to really make that difference. Mm. Um, s- seeing the mentee develop and progress over time is something that goes far beyond any monetary incentive. Uh, but I think it's also very critical that uh, mentoring as in any human relationship, it takes time. Mm. Uh, it takes time to build that relationship, to build that rapport. It takes time to gain the mentee's trust. But once you are able to do that, I think that's where you start seeing the rewards. Uh, the mentees you would see would perhaps look at things differently, would, uh, would uh, adopt certain behaviors that they may not do previously and I think over time you would see that the mentee uh, has grown in a way that they are then empowered to mentor others yeah. mm-hmm. I think this segues very nicely into talking a bit about you I want to ask a bit about how you got started on your mentorship journey and I guess what are some of the moments where you felt like you know this is a this is a experience that cannot be bought over with money yeah Sure. I think with many things in life, uh, there are certain triggers uh, that, that or tipping points that make you do certain things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for me, in mentoring, there's not one specific trigger. It's more of an accumulation of life experiences. You know how we always think that, oh, you know, if I had known this, I would have done things differently. Or if I was younger, I would have done things in a certain way. Really, it's on hindsight now that and uh, now that I'm older, uh, I realize that the advice and the guidance given to me by different people have helped to shape me into who I am today. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have the kind of uh, attitudes uh, uh, if not for these people in my journey. Uh, so I was able to find out about different new things. Uh, and I really appreciated that. And I think when we think back on our own personal journeys, we've had many, many instances of that. Whether we accepted that advice or not accepted that, uh, you know, essentially we we would recognize that these little nuggets, uh, milestones are very, very important. Mm. So I make it a point when I mentor someone to really make a difference uh, in their in their journey. And I think one way to make a difference is really while we give them the advice and the guidance, it's also to give them the empowerment that, you have this, what are you going to do with it? Mm. So, is there like a specific memory that you have have had experience with a mentee that has stuck with you until like today? Um, so, every mentoring relationship is unique. Mm. Just like every relationship, every friendship, they're all different. Uh, but there are similar phases that we go through in a mentoring relationship. You know, like how um, there's reluctance at the start or, or uncertainty and then somehow you build that 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 uh, acceptance and, and trust. This is similar to what you see in, for example, many Hollywood movies like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. The, it's, it's what we call the hero's journey mm. where 
you know, the person who is supposed to be hero, the hero at the end of, of the story is always the reluctant one at the start. Mm. They don't want to go on this journey. They, they're always asking, why me? But, you know, in time, they, they get empowered and they progress and, and, and they come out on top. So, for me, I think for my mentoring relationships, it's not so much of the reluctance. And then for this particular mentee that I can think of, it's, it's not about the reluctance, but really about the bond that mm. me and him have established together. Um, you know, we've built that strong relationship that we started learning from each other. And I've admired his drive to pursue uh, excellence in different things. And he's, he's now having a sane, no, never-fail attitude. Uh, and, and I find that really admirable. And I've shared with him uh, so as well. And, and I think we, we, we have come to that stage where it really is where we are now mentoring each other mm. already. And, and I think that's the beauty of mentoring, that you come to a point where you don't see yourself as a bigger part of the other, that you've come as equals now. Mm. How did you know of this individual through the program that you are assistant well, director? For, for this particular uh, mentee, it's actually uh, a colleague at work. Okay, interesting. Yeah. How uh, did the relationship like develop? Slowly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, he was a junior um, and, and we worked on the same project and uh, he was coming to me for advice. But as we built our relationship, you know, I, I started to know uh, more about him as a person. And likewise, he, he got to know more about me as a person. And and, and this is, again, the beauty of informal uh, mentoring mm. where uh, the advice comes in quite freely uh, and it's not just one way, it's actually reciprocal. So, yeah. Mm. As you are sharing your experience, I'm thinking about my experience with my, I call her my work wife. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we, she's have, like, we, we have different names and different labels for, for things. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it's it's about how you benefit from the relationship. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And how, I guess, like, yeah, it's like mutually, mutually beneficial yeah. in that way, right? Exactly. And, and, Okay, uh, the way I see it is that you're never too old to be a mentee yourself. Mm. You know, regardless of what your age is, there's still so much for you to learn from mm. other people's experiences. And I think the key here is really having an open mind to everything. Mm. Yeah. So, it's interesting because I think for you, you your particular focus is on mentorship and empowering youth, right? So, mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are experiences that you've had where you've had to mentor some individuals who are maybe slightly younger. So I think sometimes there's also this uh impression that um between like mentors and youths, there's this whole like older sibling kind of like relationship. And sometimes I think that for the younger party in the relationship, sometimes it may be a bit difficult for them to draw mm -hmm. like boundaries. So I guess like for you, how do you how do you lay that out from the start? Sure. So in mentoring, I think uh, there are certain critical factors that need to come into play uh, in order to make the uh, relationship successful. Uh, it's it's not in certainty, but you definitely uh, increase the probability of success. So one thing is really the age gap between mentor and mentee. Mm. You can't have too far an age gap. Otherwise, instead of brother and sister, you see it as uncle, auntie, and, mm. and, and whatever it is. Lah. Um, so, so I think that we need to manage some of these things to make sure that, you know, uh, there's at least some sort of familiarity between mentor and mentee. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think one thing for sure is in every mentoring relationship, it's important to set boundaries and manage expectations. Mm. Um, 
this is critical, especially especially when it's in a formal or official mentoring program. Mm. I think there needs to be an alignment in terms of the objectives. So take, for example, you're my mentor and and, and I'm your mentee and you're a very busy person. Um, uh, and I'm someone who perhaps may have uh, different issues uh, that I want to go to you. Mm. Uh, but you're focused on your work and, and, and you've got different things to juggle. Uh, so being an, a, a busy individual, it would be useful for you to, for example, to let me know that Okay, uh, you know, if you have anything that you need to reach out to me, uh, you may want to do so uh, in the evenings, for example, uh, if it's not urgent and I, I can get back to you. But if it's something that is during office hours, uh, you have to expect that replies may take a while. Mm. So as a mentee, I know that, okay, uh, now I know that you're busy. Uh, if it's anything that's not urgent, it can always wait. Mm. And I shouldn't uh, bother you. But I know that when you get back to me, I would have your fullest attention. Uh, so both mentors and mentees would appreciate uh, this relationship better when the boundaries and expectations are made clear. Uh, so it's not just from mentor to mentee, but as well from mentee to mentor mm. as well. So some mentees, for example, they may need to work part-time on weekends, uh, but mentors are free on weekends. And I think this is where they need to balance on, on, on the availabilities. So again, this is part of goal setting of the relationship uh, and what they both the mentor and the mentee would expect to achieve by the end of the program uh, and boundary setting is is very important uh, in every mentoring relationship and this is something that we bring out strongly in our training to mentors as well as our communities of practice so our communities of practice are essentially sessions where mentors get together and they deep dive into uh, important issues in mentoring itself. So in some of our communities of practice we actually do involve past mentees mm. uh, uh, in the sessions so that the mentors can hear from themselves uh, what works and what doesn't work. Uh, so, and many a time, boundaries uh, and, and, and expectations do come up. Uh, and, and again, it's, it's very important that, yeah, it, it, from day one, there's that clear line saying that, okay, uh, these are the boundaries uh, and these are the expectations. Let's work within these boundaries to achieve our goals. Mm. I'm interested to know for the individuals that sign up, um, to be mentees and, I guess, mentors with Mandaki, is there like a certain trend in terms of like the stuff that they look out for or like the help that they need or that they want to give? For the mentors? And mentees, I guess. And mentees, okay. So, um, I think generally mentors, um, they just want to make a difference. I think mm. for, for many of, of the... We've got a whole range of mentors. We've got mentors who come from... Uh, polys, universities, young uh, career adults. We've got uh, mentors from every race. Uh, we've got mentors from different nationalities as well. But I think the one thing that, that binds them together is the impact that they want to create. For mentees, what we see is that I think many of them want someone that they can uh, engage with, mm. have uh, an objective conversation uh, someone who can give them advice about what they can possibly do next in their education or in their career, uh, and someone that perhaps they can and that they can aspire to. While they may not admit it, but I think the mentor needs to be someone who that the mentee will look up and say, "Okay, you know what? Uh, you've gone through this journey. Uh, you and I probably had similar backgrounds, but you know, you you are successful and and you're making uh, you know a good life out of it. I want to be just like you." 
So I think that whole part of aspirations is critical. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So I'm I'm sure you've helped like match many pairs of like mentors and mentees, mm-hmm. but there must also have been obstacles that you faced along the way, right? So what are some of the biggest challenges that you have experienced while organizing the mentorship programs in the youth mentoring office? So I think when when you talk about matching, there's no match is ever perfect. Mm. Uh, When we match, it's usually based on gender, based on interest, based on your field of study, based on where you live, uh, your backgrounds and your values, etc. Um... So while these are some of the fields that we match based on on these items, uh, at the end of the day, I think it all boils down to the chemistry mm. between the mentor and mentee. If let's say the chemistry just isn't there for whatever reason, then of course we look at rematching mm. the pair again. It, it's it's only fair that we do so, uh, so that both can gain out of the program. But one of the biggest challenges that 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 we face in uh, mentoring programs is to me, uh, what I observe is really about shifting mindsets. Mm. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I think for many youth, they may think that mentoring is really for those who have done something wrong. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, and really getting a mentor is part of the punishment. Uh, and sometimes they get mixed up with, with counselling. Um, but again, it's important for us to, to dispel this myth uh, that mentoring is not, it's really not because you've done something wrong, but it's really because uh, you can benefit from it. Mm. Uh, so regardless of age, risk levels, um, it, it's important for us to 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 shift this mindset away from I've done something wrong and therefore I need to be mentored to, hey, mentoring is really, you know, it's part and parcel of life. Mm. It's about meeting someone new, making new friends uh, and, and learning new things. So that's one of the, the difficulties that we face. Uh, but also how we we tackle it is really to to engage the mentees before they embark on the program to again it's about setting expectations that it's it's you stand to gain from all this if you're part of the program uh, and it really helps you in your school and your future careers mm. yeah mm. i think it's i mean as a as a youth no i think when i was younger like secondary <laughs> school it would have s- seemed that way right that it's like oh like yeah if i'm getting a mentor it's like not really a yeah, maybe a punishment, but also that, you know, I I don't know. I think like maybe young people just want to be like independent. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Be be independent, find out your own things, um, make don't mistakes be told along the what way. To do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the one thing about mentors is that mentors should not tell you what to do. Mm. Uh mentors are not parents. Uh, mentors are not uh, authority figures. So they're not there to tell you what to do. They're there to listen to you and give you advice on what you need to do next. Mm. Because ultimately, it's about empowering the mentee to make the right choices. Mm. So take, for example, you know, if I'm just about to graduate from uh, school or sec- yeah, secondary school and I'm figuring out whether, you know, what course I should take. So the mentor should not play the role of the parent saying that you need to take this course because so and so and so and so. Mm. The mentor is supposed to help you see that, okay, what are your interests? What are your strengths? Uh, you know, what do you want to be uh, in the future? And and once you know all this, let's look at the courses that's available to you. Mm. Uh, let's see what matches. Uh, and if it match, uh, and you know, um, what can you do about it? Ultimately, it's about the mentee taking responsibility for the next uh, steps. Mm, I think as you share that, I also think about 
exactly, you know, like when I went into university, it was all about like asking seniors who had gone to the same course, like, hey, you know, what does this course entail? And like, what can I do with it? Would it be a better option if I go to a different university? What's the application process like? And like, I think it never really occurred to me that these people were informally mentoring me. Yes. You know? And, 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 and the funny thing about it is that while, for example, your teacher might tell you this, you may not absorb it as much if someone else were to tell you the exact same thing. It's true. Uh, you would like, you know, teacher tells you like, oh, okay, 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 because it's an authority figure. Uh, and I think when you were younger, uh, you, you tend to sometimes reject authority because it's just that life stage. Mm. Um, but if you hear it from a peer or someone who's just slightly older than you, you're like, okay, okay, I'll give it a go. Yeah. So mm. I think, yeah, that that's that's the importance of relaying certain values or or or, or uh, uh, certain messages through mentors. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So I need to run up our conversation. I'm very curious to know how can we, I guess, bring mentorship into the lives of youth. And I think I asked that question with the intention of knowing how. I guess we can change the perception of mentorship with youths and also, I guess, like to, for mentors to, to, to want to mentor more. Because I think that, you know, like this whole idea of like mentor-mentee can sound very formal, but I guess like how do we encourage people to take that step sure. into helping one another more? That's a great question. Um, the work that um, we do at Mendaki as well is in MQ. Uh, in MQ, uh, there's a particular focus area that really looks at empowering and mentoring youth. Uh, and this is exactly what we're looking at, uh, to make mentoring as accessible uh, and as normalized as possible. Uh, so it really is about the culture of mentoring, mm. that you view mentoring as an everyday part of life, uh, that mentoring doesn't need to be formal, that mentoring is for everybody, uh, and mentoring is fun and exciting, or can be fun and exciting. Uh, uh, but of course... Uh, you know, underlying that culture of mentoring is the ecosystem of support. Mm. So while we want to bring in as many mentors as possible uh, to take part in our programs, um, these mentors need to be supported through training, through um, uh, networking, uh, through best practices. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really two parts of, of the equation, uh, the culture as well as, as, as the ecosystem. Uh, but also beyond that, I think in terms of shifting mindsets, I think this is where it's important to show uh, people who have excelled from mentoring. Mm. Uh, uh, we've had cases where mentees were on the verge of dropping out of school or have dropped out of school. But because of their mentors, they have overcome the odds. They've uh, returned back to school. They have uh, done so well that at every school level, they have won awards and are now giving back as mentors themselves. So it's important to, to, to show that. Uh, it's not just for the youth or mentees to find out that there are successful uh, uh, stories, but also for parents. Mm. Uh, because parents themselves would be uh, concerned, okay, who's my mentor? What is this program about? Uh, they may not have been formally mentored when they were younger uh, and have similar concerns as, as their children. Uh, and, and, and beyond all this also, I think the work that we do at, at M-Cube is uh, in terms of building the culture of mentoring, uh, when we, I think when we started the Youth Mentoring Office two years ago, we looked at how best can we get community buy-in. Uh, 
And one way was perhaps we thought, let's try and get as many signups as possible. Mm. So we, we set ourselves a target of a thousand uh, individuals to come in and sign up as mentors. That was a tall order and that's never been done before. Uh, but we thought, okay, let's just give it a shot uh, because we want to change the culture and, 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 and the attitudes towards mentoring. And so we did. I think in less than uh, a year, in about a year and a half, we actually managed to to uh, get more than a thousand uh, individuals to sign up as as, men, as mentors. And like I mentioned, they're from different age groups, different nationalities, different ethnic groups. So we were very very encouraged by that. And I think that's also one thing that that has propelled us further. Cool. So I think that's all for this episode. Um, thank you for sharing with us about your mentorship and providing a platform for youth to receive invaluable amounts of advice that will help them make informed decisions on a personal and professional level. So to end off, if you are a Malay Muslim youth tuning in looking for advice or would like to volunteer as a mentor, you guys can find out more on the Mendaki and N MCube websites. You can also connect with Joe on LinkedIn. Yep. How would they find you? Well, just look for me. Uh, my full name is Johan Johari. So that's J-O-H-A-N-N and yeah, Johari, J-O-H-A-R-I. Yep, you can find me there. Cool. Thanks a lot, Joe. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. This show was brought to you by Youthtopia. This project showcases everyday Singaporeans that have made an impact in our society. Have someone in mind? Nominate that person at youthtopia.sg forward slash impact. 